Hey, good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. Wealth insurance. It's what we do. Get some before, well, before we all know what's coming actually gets here. Uh, the website at allamericangold.com, and uh, Remote does a great job in keeping you comfortably disturbed out there. So many articles, of, I mean, most of the time we don't even talk about any of them. So make sure you get out there, stay educated, knowledge is power. We try to keep you all entertained. Uh, welcome to Phoenix, and those of you that uh, weren't with us in the first hour on 1360, uh, Dodgeball. Yes, it has the five uh, the five faces of oppression. It should be banned immediately if it already hasn't been. So uh, if you missed it, sorry about it. It's just the world's lost its mind. Uh, it absolutely has uh, so many things to talk about. We've had an enormous, enormous rally in gold over the last, what, week? I mean, gold gold was as high as thirteen forty five today. Well, thirteen forty three and change. Uh, and and I think about you know a week ago, you could have bought a twenty dollar gold piece for thirteen fifty. Can't now. But again, this is what happens when reality hits the market, right? So we talk about you know bonds and gold are the people that live in reality. Uh, the the other debt markets, Wall Street, the fantasy island, uh, and it continues. I will say the scariest day and a little bit here. So yesterday and so far today, the scariest days I've seen yet since the financial crisis on Wall Street. And here's what I mean by that. The Dow was up 500 points yesterday. It's up 120. 30 points today on really bad news and the the worry from December rearing its head and I'll get to the data in a minute all because the central bank and Jay Powell came out and said you know we're getting ready we're, we're, we'll cut rates we will it gets any worse, we're going to cut rates. And Wall Street's, oh, yeah, yay, right here. But that's actually not a good thing. Not for me and you, it's not. Listen, the 10-year note, it's already down to 2%. It was like 207 this morning. Like the all-time record low is 137. I mean, we're almost there. And it's not working anymore. And of course, the the premise that Wall Street even reflects what's happening in the country is so wrong. And we knew that, you know, and we forget because we like Trump. I do. I'm guilty of it. You know, Darren, when Obama was right, I tell you, Wall Street, that doesn't, Wall Street does not represent America. It doesn't. I wish it did wanted to 
but most of these companies, most of their profits come somewhere else. And the fact that they're so excited about this, this rate cut should lead you to be very concerned because it means that the data they keep telling you is so good really isn't. Now, today, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tone it down. We got today, it's the first week of the month. So this first week of June, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we get jobs data. So today, we got what was called the ADP report. I'm going to give you those results after the break. Tomorrow... We're going to get jobless claims, which used to mean something. I told you that number doesn't mean anything anymore. It just doesn't. Because most of the jobs created today make you ineligible to actually file for unemployment. And then, of course, on Friday, we're going to get the government's jobs report. And the reason I said I'm going to tone it down, today's number was terrible it it was actually beyond terrible and I'm going to tell you don't get too panicked yet and I'm going to I'm going to explain why but but know this you you need and you should know this by now when it ends it ends Right, man, you know, I, I'll use the bankruptcy uh, saying. Hey, how did you go bankrupt? Well, it was gradual at first, and then it was suddenly, right? All of a sudden, okay, that's it, game's over. Same thing with the economy. Well, how, how did you get into recession? Well, it was gradual at first, and then all of a sudden it just happened. Right, we've been slowing for about a year. Well, almost a year now. I want to give you all the data. We're going to talk about gold and silver too. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. I just ordered the largest silver order in about four years this morning things are starting to really heat up uh, gold and silver higher again today uh, we'll get to that in a minute the big economic data there's two uh, pieces of economic data out today one was the ISM non-manufacturing index uh, which re- showed the slowest growth in years and again continuing a trend the other and the more important one, I guess, was the uh, payroll numbers out of ADP. The street was looking for 173,000 new jobs to have been created in the month of May. The number came in at 27,000. I mean, that's... Even I was like, whoa, that's... I don't want to believe that. 
right? And, and so uh, I, I'm going to tell you, I hope I want to be wrong here. Or actually, let me rephrase it. I want to be right here. <laughs> I want to be right here that we're not this bad yet. Do I think we're going to get here? Yes. Do I think we're already here? I hope not. But remember, how did you get here? It was gradual at first. And then it was suddenly. And I want to bring up bonds and gold for just a minute. The Fed raised rates in December. Of course, I told you that was already a mistake. That was already too many. Remember, leading up to I was saying, hey, we're slowing, we're slowing. I don't know what these morons are looking at. I, I see, I look at the data I get. I know they have better data than me. I know it. And I know their better data doesn't reflect better. I know that the data they got just reinforce the numbers that I get to see. That we were slowing. They don't like to admit it. I don't know why. Well, because it proves their whole, right, uh, obviously they want to uh, justify that they're so, so smart, and yet these people, just, they just lack common sense. And we talked about the Wall Street freak out, right? We know. You know why they freaked out, right? Because they know that the economy isn't as good as, as the the numbers that they let us see really would indicate. And so they they you know we've had this we had the rally to start the year right you know because they wanted to pretend because uh, the Fed said they were sorry. And then, of course, that wasn't good enough, right? It took a while, right? It took a while. But Wall Street's fallen, what, six straight weeks in a row. And, of course, I was telling you, it's so overpriced. Because all these companies are going to cut the, the, the earnings forecast was so unrealistic. And they were all going to be cutting growth and all of those things. And all of that happened. And it still is happening. But you look at the bond market. The 10-year note was 325 in December. It's down now to, what, just over 2%. The Fed hasn't even cut yet. I'm thinking to myself, man, what if they cut and the bonds go up? You know, right? I mean... It hasn't helped. See, this is the part that that they've all the market already gave themselves five rate cuts, five quarter point rate cuts. It gave itself. It, it did it by itself. It didn't need the Fed to do it. It already did it. Has it helped? No. That's why the Fed coming out yesterday and saying we're going to lower rates, it's not going to be the solution at all. Because that's not the problem. you got to remember, you, you've lowered rates. Rates have been lower for almost 12 years now. Why do they lower rates? They lower rates to get you to spend money today 
that you normally wouldn't. Right? They want you to borrow. And everybody's done it. Done it for about 12 years now. By all accounts, housing market should be, not that it was ever booming, okay? But man, housing should be doing a lot better. Because the bond market essentially gave it five rate cuts. Housing sales, they're still falling. Car sales falling, right? All of these things. Then you look at gold. It's not a shock here. Gold's just gone back to where it was at the beginning of the year. Getting ready. Right? The 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 Wall Streeters, right? They wanted to believe, oh no, we've got this, we've got they don't got it. You know, I looked at the national I haven't looked at the national debt in like a week. Well, it must have been a really bad week. We're like forty billion away from twenty two point four trillion. I mean we're, we're it is just starting to skyrocket now. So today's number came in at twenty seven thousand. And I'm going to say, I, I don't want to, I want to say that, that it's okay. Because March was a, a big number. You know, March was like 270. So I want to be one of those, uh, let's add the two numbers together and divide it by two and, and say that, you know, hey, it's about 150000 a month. But that's still a big slowdown from where we, we were at. Like about two twenty-five, and that now, and this is the ADP side. Okay, the government side's less than that, but that's what I want to do. So, so I I want to say, hey, it's going to be. Yes, things are slowing. I don't want to see this. If we see this number again next month, then there's going to be big trouble. Right, big trouble if this number comes again next month. Uh, employees with fewer than fifty employees, or employers with less than fifty employees, which is what the vast majority uh, of business in this country, right? You know, you've got the the publicly traded stuff, and I don't know why the central bank doesn't worry about this group because this is the group that really matters. They reported a net loss of 52,000 jobs in May. So small business said we've lost 52,000 jobs in the month. Goods producing lost 43,000 jobs in the month. And you know the other thing that, that was worrisome? was the employers with 50 to 499 I guess that would be what medium sized business which in my you know for me 50 employees you do your big business but they only had so all the growth was in the in the big the big big companies that's not a good sign that's not a good sign uh, for the economy you actually want it to be the other way around if there, if there's going to be shrinkage 
you'd rather have it in the big companies uh, than at, at the, the, the small and mid-sized uh, companies. By the way, this number was a nine-year low. And we're starting to see a lot of that, aren't we? A lot of the data points all of a sudden are saying what? Hey, this is going back to 2010. This is going back to 2009, 2011. This was a May number, by the way. A lot of the data points that were pointing to the bad numbers over the last six weeks were April numbers. So now this is a May number, and I guess, you know, part of it, the way it works, it does make sense, right? The April numbers for all of the, you know, manufacturing, ISM, confidence, right, all durable goods, right? All those numbers were, were not good. All those April numbers were not good, so it kind of makes sense uh, that the May jobs numbers were, were uh well, let's just call it what they were. Not very good at all. We'll have to wait and see. Is it a trend? Yes. The the job growth, the jobs number over the last three months. Okay, so now I said, hey, I like to go out two. You go out three. I got even. It's even lower. So we're we're, we're we are below one hundred and fifty thousand jobs created, uh, and that's the lowest number since Trump. Trump has been in office. So, again, is it too early to tell? Yes, but one of the other things I look at, crude oil. How slow is this economy getting? Uh, crude oil down another 5% today, uh, 50 bucks, $50 a barrel. Why is that important? And I think that's a direct reflection. Here's what's happened. in, in uh, And go back about four weeks ago. And crude oil was like at, what, $65? And it was down like 6 or 7%. I mean, it's down big. It's down like 4 bucks one day on a... Because every Wednesday, by the way, we get inventory reports on crude oil. It's another report that we got today. And actually, you get it late Tuesday night, you get one, and then Wednesday you get the other. There's two, one the government does and one a private company does. But either way, about four weeks ago, we saw this huge build in inventories. Kind of like, hey, people are buying less gas, right? We're, We're all of a sudden using less crude and I said then hey it's only one number let's not panic yet kind of like what I'm telling you on this jobs number hey don't panic yet four straight weeks in a row uh, today we got another big build uh, which has driven the price crude's gone from about $65 to 50 and that's been another big driver of GDP. Uh, Atlanta Fed GDP. Now, remember the number? They used to love the Atlanta Fed when they were coming out. Oh, GDP's going to be 5.4%. Remember, and I tell you, no, it's not. Second quarter GDP, Atlanta Fed right now, one3 Now, part of that is because of the game they played last quarter. Uh, but a big part of it, we've slowed. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's going to be interesting how it plays out, but I, I really don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like the crude inventory numbers. 
right? That just signifies, right, less truckers, right, less truckers hauling freight, less people driving in their cars, right? I mean, that's just what it is. Cause what, what, I mean, the number one use of crude oil here is what? Gasoline, right? People driving, driving in their cars, you know, getting oil changes and doing all that stuff. That's what, you know, the, and obviously, yeah, we use it in other stuff as well, but that's what it's used for. And, and of course, remember, a big part of, of this expansion, military spending, crude oil production. So we'll have to keep our eyes on it, but, but it definitely appears that I, I think the data continues this way. We could see a rate cut by the September meeting. We'll see what happens. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The Trump administration did all of America a favor by announcing their intention to put a question on the 2020 census asking about the citizenship status of the respondents. Democrats say the question will disenfranchise Latino voters, but there's a lot of serious implications behind their shield of pretend righteousness. The truth is that the citizenship question would make the census more accurate, which means government resources would be going to the places where Americans need them most. All American citizens are entitled to full representation without dilution of their vote or their tax dollars. That includes middle America, also known as Trump country. The Department of Justice pointed out that an accurate count of citizens would even be helpful to enforce the Voting Rights Act. That means easier voting for minorities who are American citizens. But Democrat leadership cares more about preserving their own political power. Despite being a magnet for immigration, Democrat control of New York has driven away many American citizens in the last 10 years. Between July 2017 and July 2018, New York State actually lost population, and population growth in California is below the national average. Democrats fear that conservative states will use the census question to redraw their state legislative districts in proportion to who is a citizen. That would substantially reduce representation for urban areas boosted by the presence of illegal aliens. Justice Gorsuch alluded to this in oral argument for the pending litigation against the census question. We can all clearly see the secret agenda of the left hidden behind their fake outrage. Liberal cities have a financial and political incentive to harbor illegal aliens. Better data on who is a citizen and who is not would help end that racket. All Americans should be proud that we have a president who's willing to take a stand for common-sense reforms like this. And it's our duty as conservative Americans to stand with him on this important issue. Our nation should be governed by its citizens, not by people who reside illegally inside our borders. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. American citizenship should never be taken lightly. That's why you need to go to phyllisschlafly.com and be part of the dialogue on the need for border security and an accurate census, the travesty of sanctuary cities, and voting rights for illegals. Voice your opinion at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Gold is up 7 1331 uh, gold kit was up, man, up 
20 bucks earlier this morning came all the way back and now it's coming back up again so it kind of you know they hate these gaps and all that so it, it's uh, uh, it's nonsense but anyway this is what computers do gold's up 7 1331 silver did the same thing so silver got to 15 went back to 1475 now back up again uh 1482 uh right now on silver as I said earlier this morning, just placed the largest silver order in about four years here. Um, as people coming back into the silver market, uh, several of these chartists and these companies now uh, that track the metals are saying that it's time for silver uh, to to rally, I'll, I'll say this: uh, I want to see silver over fifteen and a quarter before. Uh, it's, I get real bullish on it. But a good sign here, obviously, silver rallying with gold. Uh, got to $15. Uh, if it gets over that, really gets through 15 and a quarter, uh, th- then the floodgates really start to open up. By the way, I put rolls of silver half dollars on sale online. Uh, you can also get them by calling us here at Patriot at, at $120. And just remember... You get 7.15 ounces of silver in a roll of half do- silver half dollars. Uh, so you put your cost at under two bucks over spot for government Hallmark uh, at fifteen bucks. It puts you at a dollar seventy eight over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So we're having the bond market starting to revert. Back to where we were over the last, say, 10 years, 10 to 12 years now. And it's doing it all over the world. Uh, I haven't even talked about Deutsche Bank yet. But let's just say the world's banks are not in great shape. Let me give you a great example. This is out of Sovereign Man. So those of you that follow Sovereign Man, uh, you know who I'm talking about. His editor, the guy that edits his website, I believe, lives in Denmark. Alex, uh, if I'm saying this right, Moton. Yesterday, he called his bank in Denmark. And couldn't believe what they told him. They offered to lend me money at negative 0.12% for a 10-year mortgage. In other words, the bank was going to pay me to take out the loan. This is all you need to know. And a lot of you would be like, man, that would be great if that happened here. No. No, it wouldn't. But you know what? I think it's going to. There's nothing great about this. Remember, this is our financial system. How do you make money, right, when you people want to borrow and you got to pay them? By the way, it uh, doesn't matter. You can have a million dollars in the bank in Denmark. You know how much interest you get on it? None. Zero nada. Pretty soon, 
here's the problem things get any worse the banks are going to start charging for deposits so right now in Denmark my guess would be the same in Germany Uh, my guess would be probably close to the same in Japan the negative interest rates are now the norm he said thousands if not tens of thousands of Danes will go out and take on mortgages that will pay them every month. It really doesn't pay them. But, you know, their mortgage payment is going to be a lot less. Everything about this is in complete violation of the laws of prosperity. It's mind-boggling. It highlights how broken the financial system is. See, right now, we have a system so broken that we have to have growth. They don't care how. We have to have it. Because the debts are so big... This morning, you know what was so funny this morning? You know what the idiot box was talking about? This was right before the jobs numbers came out. They were talking about Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut and how broke they are and how much trouble they're in because they weren't able to, to over, the, over the recovery, weren't able, they got worse, not better. J.C. Penney's this morning. Uh, I don't know what happened there because they didn't report earnings today. Uh, Their bonds blew out today. 98% chance uh, that pennies is going to go under, according to the bonds. By the way, it was an 86% chance yesterday. So it's it's all relative. This is not how prosperity is created. How can you have negative rates on loans and then the banks be able to actually make any money? And I've got to tell you, our central bank, these guys are so good. And I I brought this story up for a reason, so think about that. Now remember what I told you that our central bank does for our banks. Our banks, right, they... There's not enough people that want to take out a loan. Really is the problem. Right? Or not enough people that the bank wants to loan it to, let's put it that way. Too many of us now maxed out with debt. They get paid by our central bank not to lend the money. Right? To the tune of what? Tens of billions of dollars a year. In other words, your deposit, again, this just proves, right? When I tell you it's not your money, shouldn't you have gotten the money? Because it was your deposit that they didn't lend on. Shouldn't that have gone into our account? Uh Uh-uh. The central bank has already thought about this. They know what's coming, and they're already getting ready. I'm going to tell you, what they're proposing to do to help our banks deal with the fact that interest rates are going back to zero and maybe below. That's coming up next. 
Coming up next on 1360 KHNC, uh, for those of you in Phoenix or listening in other places, make sure you join us. Uh, we're going to be spending the next two hours uh, covering the goings-on with Mexico, uh, the tariffs, a lot of news today on that. We're going to bring you up to speed on all of it, illegal immigration and homelessness. Uh, are they tied together? Uh, that's coming up today. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to make a little shift in the schedule or try to. I think we'll have Steve Stars, uh, if he can, will be on tomorrow. Friday, big announcement. Friday on the Open Forum we will have Ted Nugent joining us on Friday, along with Colorado Sheriff Steve Reams. For for the, you local people, he's like the Sheriff Joe of Colorado. They'll be joining the open forum on Friday, uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, it's going to be a dynamite, dynamite show. These are the things I'm so excited about what we're doing up there in 1360. Make it part of your daily routine. And don't worry now if you miss it. If you go to 1360KHNC.com, you hit the podcast tab, and that that's one of the shows we podcast. You can listen at your convenience. We uh, The Patriot Radio News Hour shows podcasted there. The Open Forums podcasted there. The Front Range, the Colorado Front Range Hour podcasted there. Uh, in about two weeks, it'll be everywhere. We're waiting on approval from iTunes to have it everywhere, but you can listen to those shows now at 1360KHNC.com. So talking about what does a mortgage in Denmark have to do with our central banks paying our banks when they don't lend money? As it sits right now, our banks are sitting on $1.429 trillion that they are not lending. And what they do is they place it at the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is paying them 2.35% or $33.58 billion. And they've been doing this since the financial crisis. They didn't used to. But when you see the banks say, oh, yeah, we're making money. Not nearly the amount of money you think they're making. And now the St. Louis Federal Reserve says that the Fed needs to create a standing repo facility. In other words, hey, guess what? We're going to have more problems. Right where the rate hike fantasy game is over, and we're going to go the other way again. Right, rates rates are going to start falling. The and the yield curve's already inverted. I mean, it, it wasn't even inverted before. Now it's inverted. They're projecting more reserves available. In other words, okay, so $1.4 trillion. They're saying, hey, you know what? We could add another trillion on top of that. Right Again, banks not being able to lend money. Hey, I'm not going to lend money if I can't make any money. 
right? I mean, that just makes sense. I mean, would would uh, would you loan a stranger money and and then say, hey, uh, by the way, uh, I'm going to lend you a hundred grand and you just pay me ninety five grand and we'll call it good? No, you wouldn't do that. The Fed is working on a plan that would incentivize banks to reduce their demand for reserves by operating a standing overnight repurchase facility that would con- that would allow for banks to convert treasuries to reserves on demand at the administered rate this administered rate could be set above the actual market rates. What? Excuse me? Oh, yeah, well, forget about the rates that we put out there. Yeah, we, don't, we, we, don't, we, we don't need to pay that. We can pay more. Yeah, we'll just say, hey, banks, guess what? Can't make any money. Don't worry. Don't loan it. I mean, again, this is not going to help growth. Then again, I don't know, can they sell the treasuries? I guess the central bank is planning on what? I mean, this it's obvious to me what they're planning on doing. This, this sounds like QE4. Hey, banks, go ahead. We'll buy your treasuries, and we'll pay you above market for them, and you'll turn that to reserves. Which also says to me what? What does that also say? Because why would they dream up this little concoction how many loans do they have that are going to go bad and I don't know when the bad's going to start right it, it has it's I think it's already started right you know the slowdown we've definitely slowed down but it almost seems like what hey we're getting ready the banks are going to have a lot of defaults and they're going to need the cash and we'll buy the treasuries, but here's what we're going to do. Because let's face it, the treasury yields, I mean, it doesn't pay anything now. It's not enough, right? If they only got 2%, that won't be enough. I mean, what if we go back to 137? That that for sure won't be enough. Well, now you have it. We want to be able to guarantee a bid on treasury sales on demand and guess what we'll set what the bid is too how much does your portfolio weigh you better start thinking about that again final segment coming up you gotta love these guys right they're smart they're smart smart guys you know and and when they're when their formulas don't work anymore and, and, and when the, think about this, the financial system today, every day, more and more bonds going back to negative. And they're pretending like it's not happening. And, and in Denmark today, at least one guy said, hey, I got offered uh, a mortgage with a negative rate on it. And then we find out that the central bank itself is preparing 
to allow for our banks to sell them treasuries at a guaranteed rate above market and add it to their cash reserves. And again, there's only one reason to have that plan. One. Hey, we're it's we're going to have trouble again. And remember how they fixed it. And I don't want to listen. This isn't the scarier or anything. This is just fact. They reloaded the debt gun. Here's the problem: they didn't get back to five, six, seven percent. Right? They made it to two, three, five, and that was too much. And now it's you know look. I, I would have, based on what I've read today, I think we're going back to zero, and I don't think zero is enough. And so that means what? Probably negative rates here. Why? We've doubled the size of the debt. Probably, and actually, I say double. That's an old number. Corporate debt issuance is gigantuan. See, before they did it in the housing market. Now they've done it where? In the corporate debt market. I'm telling you the same stories today that we told you about uh, housing bonds back in the day. The amount of loans being made on, you know, that's not triple A. That's not even triple B. That the amount of junk loans being issued is massive. You know, today we talked about JC Penny. I mean, every day now all of these come we're seeing blowouts everywhere. And I think the retail sector, you know, we want to believe, oh, it's just retail. It's contained. Right? It's just subprime. It's contained. I don't think the central bank actually believes that it's contained. Otherwise, they wouldn't come up with a plan like this. Uh, U.S. rolls of, of half dollars pre-1965 silver halves. These are U.S. government hallmarked 7.15 ounces of silver at $120 a roll at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two, and we got about between here and Colorado. We probably got close to two hundred rolls, so we got a good amount of them at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. A quick look here at the markets before we head out. Uh, the Dow's up almost a hundred and fifty points. Gold's up five. Silver's up five. Eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. We'll see what reports come out tomorrow and what it means. Join us over at thirteen sixty. We're going to update you on Mexico's tariffs.